is your girl, Miss Sapphire, and this is Erotic City Radio. Happy Sexy Sunday. It is so good to be back on Error FM. I know that you guys have probably missed us for the past few weeks. A lot. You've missed a us lot. a lot. Hey, guess <laughs> who's back? It's Nicole. <laughs> I am. I'm finally back on. These damn finals have taken over my life, but... Hey, but- I am so excited to be back, especially on such a special episode. Exactly, exactly. As many of you may or may not know, yesterday was the celebration of World AIDS Day. Um, If you guys haven't been on social media, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and not seen any posts, I mean, shame on you, because it's been (laughs) everywhere. Everywhere. All across the U.S., even internationally, people are really trying to spread the message on how important it is to get tested, get educated, and help join the fight. Because there is still not a visible cure. I mean, yes, um, prominent figures such as, you know, Magic Johnson have been able to find a cure, but that's because of the fact. No, they don't find a cure. They just have a treatment. A treatment. Correct me. I'm sorry. Um, that he has found proper treatment, but the only thing is the fact that there is still, you know, not a prominent cure available to everyone. Mm-hmm. And that leads me into our HIV statistics, which is, first of all, one million people in the U.S. alone are currently living with HIV. And globally, 33.4 million other people in this world are living with HIV and AIDS. That is a significant number. And it's so heartbreaking because of the fact that we said, you know, it is hard to find treatment. It is hard to cure and treat people across. Well, the thing about HIV is that there, there is no cure. There's no cure. Um, They only have treatment um, because it is a virus and it takes over um, in your body and it takes over so rapidly and so fast that the only way they can keep up with it is by treating it and trying to suppress HIV so that it doesn't become AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, because when when eventually it becomes AIDS, that's when you start to see people um, really, um, that's when they start to die and get extremely sick. So yeah, people like Magic Johnson you know, everyone's like, well, he's okay. He's okay. Well, yeah, that's great that he's able to lead a normal life or, a, you know, a semi-normal life. But he has a shit ton of money and um, and is able to afford the expensive, expensive treatments. Um, and it took him years. And might we just, it yeah. took him years, years of research, years of treatment. And, and mm-hmm. he had to travel, I believe, the final treatment that he had was in switzerland i believe oh okay. I believe the one. So, like he's he's had to travel internationally to try yeah i mean i for, i'm not really sure i know treatment you know there it's just pills yeah. um you take like before it was like a cocktail of pills you'd have to take a handful every morning every afternoon every night but now i think they've gotten it down right. um to just a few pills um, but I have heard that other countries have um, maybe better medication than than us when it comes to treating HIV. I'm not really sure how that works, but I could see why he would travel somewhere Definitely. else um, to find some treatment. I mean, any anything, exactly. really. And speaking of 
97% of those living with HIV AIDS, the highest percentage, is located in the sub-Saharan um, part of Africa, which mm-hmm. it is so depressing because the majority of those who have been affected with HIV AIDS in Africa are the children. Mm-hmm. Because you can pass it from exactly. birth. And, and when we get on to this show, we will um, definitely answer the myths and facts about, you know, how HIV is passed and, you know, mm-hmm. how to prevent it. But that is so sad to me that. Yeah, I mean, and you think about it, they don't have any treatment there. Not at all. And they definitely don't have the money for it. So even if there was treatment, they would never be able to afford it. And I have to say, a major shout out goes out to Alicia Keys. Because with her organization Mm. called Keep a Child Alive, she has been able to reach out to the children and families, especially in Africa. And Mm -hmm. she's been doing it for, I, I believe, about nine years. And... About nine years. And she's gotten so many people behind her. Oprah Winfrey has um, definitely had a major role with Alicia in trying to find a cure Mm -hmm. and and trying to help the fight. Um, Going onto her website, you can go to keepachildalive.org. And what they do is that they try to, whatever funds they make, they try to go out to about 11 clinical and several different care sites in Kenya, Rwanda, South Africa, Uganda, and India. The one top five countries to be be, uh, infected with HIV. And so they provide, they try to provide health care. They try to, you know, provide shelter for the children. Many of these children, unfortunately, due to, you know, the wars, are being separated from their homes, they're being abandoned, let alone they're being affected with HIV and AIDS. And so they try to find a cure one child at a time. And it, it's been, it has been so bad. And she's so like, it's, it's, she's so lucky to have these huge, powerful people behind her it, to give them money and to give the funds. Cause we all know Oprah <laughs> Literally, she's fine for the rest yeah. of her life and six lives. And definitely. So, if you want to donate to this organization, just go to keepachildalive.org and, you know, give back. Give back. If you haven't done so already, give back. I mean, there's still plenty of time to do so. And, and last but not least, this year is very momentous because this marks the 25th anniversary or the 25th birthday of the National AIDS Trust. And I don't know if you had said this before, Nicole, but the first case of AIDS was reported in 1981. Right. So it is so it's new. This is a new um, this is a new disease. Um, We're still trying to learn so much about it. And in this small amount of time, so many people have been infected. Exactly. And I have to say, though, uh, and we will get into it more when we talk about pop culture and, mm-hmm. you know, how HIV and AIDS has definitely played a major role, especially in these last 25 years. I'm 23. And so I was born right about two years before, I mean, two years after, you know, when 
AIDS and HIV really became a prominent figure in, um, at least in the American culture. I mean, nowadays. Yeah, when we started seeing exactly. it in pop, in pop culture. culture. And we'll go into more of it, but it's just, it amazes me how still this is fairly new. It's fairly mm. new. And, and let alone since 2009, more than 17,000 people have died in the U.S. alone due to the AIDS epidemic. It wow. is just sad. Just Yeah, because it, it is yeah. new and we're not able to keep we're not able to keep up exactly. with Exactly. We do we do know some things about it. You know, we know how it's transmitted mm -hmm. and we know which behaviors are riskier than others, how to get tested, but it's so hard to find a cure when HIV literally just eats so it just eats away at your body. Definitely. And it's it is so sad to see people like I've had a family friend of mine a couple years ago, uh, right around the time I was born, was infected with HIV and AIDS and unfortunately did lose his life to it. And seeing oh. him be this like healthy, strong man and just literally year after year, I think he died within three years of being infected and just seeing this man go through the change and his body just literally just giving up. It yeah, you become absolutely depleted. Recognizable. Um, and Unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and so this brings me to Nicole. Mm -hmm. We're always saying how we need to communicate with each other and, you know, come to an understanding about everything about the world of, you know, sexuality. So what better way than have you... Tell our listeners out there, you know, the signs and symptoms, because education and educating others is sexy, people. And we do. Hell yeah, super sexy. No one can ever take your knowledge away from you. They can take your money. They can take your pride, but they can never take your education away from you. So we definitely. And, you know, a lot of people don't know about HIV. They don't know um, about the epidemic, okay. how it's passed anything really um it's really still not talked about that much um and so that's what i was just going to talk about like give a brief i guess rundown about hiv so our listeners um can learn a little more and hopefully pass on that knowledge to somebody else because it's so important to know your status and to understand how hiv that's is passed me. so hiv is found in five different fluids um, so it's found in semen, vaginal fluid, breast milk, blood, and also pre-cum. And a lot of people don't recognize that, like, because a lot of people believe, you know, pre-cum, there's nothing, it's just whatever. Like, they believe they can't get pregnant from pre-cum, you can. And also HIV is hosted in, in pre-cum mm -hmm. as well. Um, so that's why it's important to always um, wear a condom before, like, any, like, you're actually penetrated or anything and, and can you so reiterate that because a lot of people tend to believe that kissing saliva mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is another way to yeah get so that i was gonna get into that in a yeah i was gonna get into that oh. a little bit because there's low there are definitely low risk behaviors you know it's not in saliva it's not a skin-to-skin -skin contact mm -hmm. thing um it's only found in in fluids in your body not tears not urine um not saliva. It's found in semen, vaginal fluid, breast milk, pre-cum, and blood. Those are the only five. 
Um, and so the five way or not five ways. So the way that these five fluids could be transmitted, the way you can can get HIV, um, is by needle use and drug use. So if you are sharing or if you are doing drugs, um, you know you do what you have to do, but be safe about it and don't share your needles, um, because the blood gets trapped in the needles and then it's put into somebody else if you're sharing it. Um, and you can tra um, transmit HIV that way. Um, also, during childbirth, and that's how a lot of these kids get HIV. It's not because, I mean, there's other reasons, but this is the main reason, is during childbirth, a mother, because you, you are bleeding, yes. like, childbirth sucks <laughs> and seems extremely painful. Um, and so with the, with the mixture of the blood and the child, um, it, you can transmit um, during childbirth, but there's a really great drug and I'm not sure, I'm not sure what it's called or how it works, but if you are infected with HIV and you are going to have a baby, there is like a prenatal drug mm -hmm. you can take and it is 99% effective. Is this new and, or this has been around? Um, this is, this has been around. It's not so much, I don't think talked about because we never really focus on childbirth as a way of transmission okay. because a lot of new cases of HIV are in young, is in our young population who aren't having babies. So I think what we're trying to do is talk more about drug use and condom use because it is a younger population getting HIV. But if you are pregnant and living with HIV, there is a drug you can take and it has a 99% effective rate where it will not pass on HIV to your baby and your baby will be born with um, HIV free and be able to, to lead, you know, a normal life without HIV. Wonderful. So we are making strides that way, which is really, really incredible. Um, really incredible. Also another way um, it can be transmitted is through breastfeeding. So that's another way children are getting HIV um, because it is hosted in breast milk. So if they do take these prenatal drugs, but then they decide to bre breastfeed their child, it kind of defeats the purpose. Mm -hmm. um, so if your child is born without HIV, you want to steer clear of breastfeeding. You want to use formula um, because it is hosted in breast milk. And then the biggest way that people mostly know about is having unprotected sex. Um, and this goes for vaginal sex and also anal sex. Um, it's... You know, a lot of people talk about HIV transmitted this way. It's very, it's one of the riskiest behaviors is unprotected and sex. Please. And the only way to stop it is using a yes. condom. And speaking of condoms, um, Durex, the most, one of the most mm -hmm. trusted branded condoms, um, they are actually doing a special social media um, event. Okay. Wow. So, I love Durex. Yes. Durex is my favorite Durex brand. Is, it really, really Durex is. Durex is amazing. But if you use the hashtag phrase, one share, one condom, they will be donating more than 900,000 condoms. And they're hoping to get away to give away at least this year about $2.5 million worth of condoms in helping to find a cure for HIV and AIDS. So please... Even though World wow. AIDS Day was yesterday, Saturday, they are still taking plenty of donations. If you just use the hashtag one share, one condom, the number one for um, the entire tour, one condom. Not to interrupt you, but 
I wanted to make that known. No, I that is so yeah. great. Especially because Durex really is um, one of the most popular condoms. Um, we give it out. Um, we give it out at school. They always donate yes. to us. They're great, and they do a lot of things like a that. Lot. And that's that's really yeah. They're awesome. even. Yeah. I believe currently they're even trying to find a condom to try to help prevent the spreading of HIV and AIDS. Like they are trying to find mm -hmm. their type of a treatment or a way so that those who are infected, you know, they don't have to worry about the accidental um, swapping. Like a tear. Yes. Yeah. So like a condom that literally won't tear or break or have some, some kind of, like there's no there's risk. There's no risk. They're trying to make like a risk-free condom. Okay, so if you are having sex with someone that has HIV, um, and you obviously, so you know about it, and let's say the condom breaks, um, the only thing you can do is immediately pull out, and if you want to continue having sex, take the condom off. They recommend you clean around the genitals, then put a new condom on, and then you can do whatever, like, keep going. Um, so it's basically the, the, I mean, the same thing you would want to do with someone that you don't know their status. Mm -hmm. So immediately just take the condom off, put a new one on. Um, so there, I mean, those are the scenarios that you can transmit and be exposed to HIV. I mean, there's other ways, like people at work can get it. If you work in like high risk um, situations, a lot of people, like if they work with needles, you know, they have to go through all these right. procedures, all these safety cautions, but that that's also a way you can transmit HIV. Um, so the riskiest behaviors are unprotected vaginal sex and anal sex. And do you, Sapphire, know which is riskier, anal or vaginal? I would like to say anal sex is the riskiest mm -hmm. due to anal yeah. tearing. So, it, am I right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So even though they're both extremely mm -hmm. risky, it is anal sex is riskier only because you're like we always talk about there's anal tearing there's micro tears there's a there's blood um involved with anal sex a lot of the time um especially if you're not using any lube um and that also goes for vaginal sex where the vaginal walls can tear due to lack of lube lack of wetness and so on and so forth but that's why anal sex is riskier because anal sex you're a lot more prone mm -hmm. to um tearing and people are less likely to use a condom during anal sex mm. So people protect yourselves, protect yourselves. Yeah. It's sex. Anal sex is sex. It has, There's no other way exactly. around it. And, and might we add, we've always said this too. If it has sex in the phrase, you need to protect yourself. Finger condoms, mm -hmm. dental dams, condoms in general. Everybody right, exactly. should cover three things in their wallets, please. Right. I mean, not in your wallet, exactly. but you should always be protected. Always, always, because it's anal sex, vaginal sex, oral sex is sex. So, do you think that oral sex is a risky behavior? Yes. You, because okay. you said it. You said it earlier. Okay. Vaginal dish, um, vaginal fluids, and semen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swallowing, the swappage of it, that's a risk. So oral sex is actually really low risk. Really. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, so you would be really surprised. So it is considered a low-risk activity because your gums are usually intact. Okay. Um, you don't have bleeding from your gums. You don't have, like, sores. But if you do have sores in your mouth and bleeding from your gums, like, you have bad, 
like hygiene or you slice your gum. Well, don't then that becomes. Oh, sorry. That becomes high risk because if you um, that becomes not necessarily, it's still not even high risk. It's still pretty low risk um, giving giving oral sex. So one tip is do not brush your teeth and do not floss your teeth. Do not use like Listerine before you go down on someone before you start eating the pussy because you can tear your gums and then that pussy juice, the semen can get inside and that's when it can start becoming. A a little risky but for the most part oral sex is actually considered a low risk activity to make it even lower put a condom on a penis a dental dam on a pussy and you should be a and it's funny great minds think alike because i was just about to say you were just i i saw your (laughs) face you're like i know it i know what she's gonna say yeah yeah so flossing listerine brushing your teeth is a no-no even if you have that garlic breath if you got that funk it's all right you you still have to just grab it like (laughs) That's just it. I just um, like I say, you know, in in bed. Oh my god! Now that I have my new lady friend, we're always all conscious about like going down on each other in the morning. Like, oh, I don't want to have morning breath. breath. Yeah, you gotta just exactly. Go with That's it. Morning breath. I was like, babe, you can't, you cannot brush your teeth right now. Like, I know, I know, but trust me, I would tell you if you if your breath was funky. I tell you, yeah. I let you know. If it's that bad, then maybe just refrain from yeah, all sex. Like, if your breath is just, just give like, me like close and open. I mean, close kisses in the morning, and then you yeah, know, get it in later. Yeah. <laughs> so then the other low risk activities would be that cuddling in the morning, mm-hmm. the kissing, the hugging. Um, these are not ways you can pass HIV. The only way you could ever pass that is if you're both bleeding immensely from your yes. bodies, which I don't know why you would be. And if you're doing that, just go to a doctor. Don't be hugging people. Uh, So unless there's some weird thing going on, hugging, kissing, sharing spoons, toilet seats, that you're not going to get it that way. An interesting fact that I did learn is HIV dies when it hits the air. Mm. Um, 99% of it dies when it hits the air within seconds. So a lot of times they consider something like um, fingering to be – low risk very low risk um and also the use of razor blades so if you're using razor blades for you know some people like like knife play or even like razor play or or anything if you're using it for another reason um that's extremely low risk as well um and so one another tip was if you are using needles though not razor blades needles for drug use or whatever you're using it for um Clean it properly if you have to share it. So bleach and water, not too much bleach, um, because that can become really right. dangerous. But that's the only way to really kill kill anything. Um, so bleach and water, a mixture of that, um, or use needle exchange programs. Um, look for some in your area. So if you think that you've been exposed to HIV or something, um, or if you have HIV, or you're you're afraid you do, you do, there are symptoms to look out for. Um, for the most part, HIV is asymptomatic. You have no idea. And so the window period for that is um, 7 to 10 years. Wow. People may not have any symptoms. They may lead a completely normal life living with HIV, but they don't know for 7 to 10 whole years. So in that 7 to 10 years, you can pass it on. You still have the virus. But you can pass it to your partners. Um it's pro- it's slowly turning into AIDS because you're not getting any treatment. 
Um, and so it's probably actually more rapidly turning into AIDS because you're not getting any treatment. You don't know what's going on. And um, so that's why it's so important to get tested because even though you don't feel these symptoms and symptoms are just, you, you feel sick, yes. you, feel you have the flu, you're really tired. Um, you may see white spots in your mouth. Um, um, and if in women, they get yeast infections that don't go away wow. that are just like constant. You're just always having a yeast infection. So get tested. You can get a blood test, your finger pricked, um, even oral mm -hmm. swabs where they just swab the inside of your mouth, which is really easy. It's rapid testing. You get your results in 20 minutes. That is incredible that we can do that now. In 20 minutes, you'll know your Not status. Not to mention get tested. how mobile it's becoming. And yeah, every so now they have these like HIV trucks yes. that come to schools, that come to you know people's work, that come to neighborhoods, and you can easily get tested for HIV. Um, you want to get tested every three to six months because HIV takes about three to six months to show up on a test. So you could get a false negative. So that's just something you want to think about. Constantly getting tested. Find a testing center. A lot of times it's free. It's free to know your status. So there's no excuse, people. There's no excuse. Absolutely. And you know what? Oh. Most of the time it does not hurt. Let me just say, I'm actually due for a test and it does not hurt half the time. No. What hurts is having HIV and not knowing, passing it to people you exactly. love and not being able to get treatment right away. Well, yeah, it was awful. Not to mention, might we add, if you know that you are infected, you need to in you need to advise anyone you come into contact with sexually. Okay, yes. because nowadays I believe it is considered, um, isn't it considered like a first degree on some in some cases. Um, yeah, I've, that, I've heard yeah. of that, that in some cases you can be tried for attempted right. murder. If you know um, that you are infected and you're not living with HIV. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So please, as we said, it does not hurt to get tested, but it will hurt in the long haul by not mm -hmm. coming forward with it. It is nothing to exactly. be embarrassed about. You know, it is unfortunately, it is unfortunately life. Okay. What hurts. Yes. And if you are someone infected with HIV and you find a partner who also is infected with HIV, mm -hmm. that means you still have to use a condom. Yes. And I just learned this yesterday. I didn't know this because I assumed in my head that if you if you have a partner who has HIV, mm -hmm. like both of you know your your status, that you were okay to have unprotected sex with each no. other because you, but because you're both right. infected. Well, what? actually is because there's two different i mean because there's hundreds of different strands of hiv you probably have two different right. strands so if you pass your strand on now you basically have like to put it in like simple terms like double the hiv yeah. and that's, now you I'm, have two strands of and HIV. i'm really shocked that you did not know that like i have to say i only found out earlier this year through this one show that used to be on logo and now you can get it on netflix and I have to mm -hmm. say, it is one of the greatest shows, and I'm really sad that they took it off, and it's called Noah's Ark. And what is so great about this show is the fact that they cover um, gay couples of color, mm -hmm. and they deal with heavy-hitting issues from gay bashing to HIV awareness, the whole nine yards. It's like Sex in the City, 
for color uh, for people of color and they deal with wow. the issues and there was a character on the show who was infected with hiv and he worked at a clinic and he you know was helping a sick teen who was infected mm -hmm. and he wanted to share his life with a partner who was infected as well and he's like well it's it's done that's it we can do what we want to do and you know they went into that so i'm so glad that there are shows out there that can you know that are that talking talks, about, about it more yeah. openly now they're not just saying oh it's a disease it's a disease safe sex safe sex they're actually hitting the hard hitting issues about it not too right on that. and we are coming up like no 30 minute mark which is crazy i mean wow so much information but it's so important, important. it is so important and Nicole, we definitely are going to put this on our website, eroticcityradio.com. So you can find out some more and you can relive this and, and pass it on to your friends as well. We want people to become aware of their bodies and, you know, stop living in the dark. You got to get to know. Yeah. You got to know. Um, real quick, I do want to hit on some like myths and facts surrounding. Yeah. Um, the first is... And, and Nicole has covered it already. People say, oh, you can't have a baby if you or your partner are HIV positive. Okay. People with, ch people with HIV can have children. Okay. Yes. Nicole said But I forgot to mention that you have, to, I'm pretty sure that you have to have a C-section. Yes. You can't have a vaginal yep. birth. No. Um. So if you're taking the HIV medication during your pregnancy, you have a, um, a cesarean, um, you have a C-section delivery, and, and like it says here, you feed, now you use formula right. because HIV is in breast milk. But yeah, we have great, this is this is a myth. You can have yeah. a baby. You definitely can. And that is absolutely And incredible. you can definitely, and people try to say like, oh, well, I'm HIV positive. I can't take my medication. No, you can take your medication during the pregnancy. They are safe now to do so. And also, if the man himself has HIV, they can also do what is called a sperm washing. And that is to separate out the generic material from the the genetic material. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the genetic, yeah. not generic. <laughs> My bad. Um, they have what they call an um, an IVF. In that's in vitro, right? Is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. And they have these methods to help impregnate, you know, your partner. So with with sperm with that doesn't have H. Wow. I didn't know that until right now. That is so cool. Yeah, and so you can find you. all all these um, myths and facts actually on divinecaroline.com. Um, they have a wide list on all the myths and facts. So that's divinecaroline.com. Also, mm -hmm. you cannot get HIV if you are the top or insertive partner in anal intercourse. That is wrong. Wrong, 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 okay? As we said before, HIV is contained in the anal mucus, okay? The sh blood, the blood swapping, it happens, okay? Um, yeah, no, but being the insertive or penetrative partner, the one that is, um, you know, using their, their penis to the penetrate in anus or vagina, they're actually at a lower risk. 
um, than someone that's bottoming. And even though you're still at risk, you are at lower risk. And it's really interesting that even though like there is the anal tearing, there is the partner that's experiencing the tearing is one that's more susceptible because now they ha they have open wounds. So if the condom tears, then the insertive partner's semen gets inside the the anal tearing. So being in the insertive partner, you're still at risk. You are still at risk, but the person being penetrated, the bottom, is more at risk, which I think is very interesting. Very interesting. So that's why we say, you know, the importance of lubrication, importance of condom usage, even the importance of if you even notice a sign of anal tearing, mm -hmm. immediately stop, stop and go clean up. Okay. Don't if you if you have anal tearing, do not go forth or vaginal tearing, do not go forth with sex. You have yes. to stop. It is extremely dangerous. Um, and really it's, and, and it's normal. Yes. So if you are, if you have experienced anal tearing to an extent, it is normal. If you keep bleeding and bleeding, go, please go see yes. someone like that is not no, normal. Anymore. Not at all. Also, mm -hmm. uh, we've all talked about this as well. People say, Oh, you can, you only get HIV from receiving oral sex. Oh, hmm. you, oh, I can't kiss you. You have HIV. I'm infected. I can't kiss you. Or, oh, they're infected, wash all the glasses, throw away all the glasses, spoons, forks, knives, everything. No. no that And we've said that. It's a it myth. It's a big myth. And unfortunately, there was a... People are so exactly. ignorant. There was a time in the 80s and even in the early 90s where there were restaurants that if they found out that someone was infected, they'd be like, we have to get rid of all the plates. We have to disinfect right. this area. Um, we've all heard the stupid myth about, oh, well, I have the gay disease because I shook a gay mm -hmm. person's hand. It's funny. It's not funny, but it is really strange that in 1981, when they did find the first case of AIDS or HIV, um, it was actually called the gay yes. disease. Um, it was, it was actually the called gay the gay disease. disease for a period of yeah. time until people stop being idiots they're still idiots yeah. but and started calling it um what it is now hiv aids so and then and last but not least um hiv can penetrate through condoms okay condoms are the best protection against hiv it's the only yes. protection and and actually female condoms protect you better than male that's condoms. what i've heard I've heard of yep. that. Because it's, if you ever, we've seen oh, female yeah. condoms. They're huge, yeah. okay? There's a lot more protection. They're internal. They're a lot more durable. You you insert it, um, and they're less likely to tear, and like, like a male condom. But male condom, female condom, doesn't matter. You yes. use it. <laughs> Wrap it, tap it, okay? Mm -hmm. Educate, people. Educate and be and no, just be in the know. And like we said, there are plenty of places, you know, around the country to go yeah. and, and seek it. If you are, if you are even curious on where to find, you can go to aids.org and they give you a long list. And I believe there's even now an app that is just like maps 
but it will show you where your local resources are as well. So just look it up at aids.gov wow. and, you know, get tested, get educated. And there are, you know, and the fact is, as Nicole said, a lot of these places are free. They will host free yeah. HIV screenings. We have them, we had them on campus and still do at um, SFSU. A lot of college campuses, mm -hmm. they do free screening days. I mean, we're really fortunate that in San Francisco, like when a health, when someone like health education or healthcare writes a grant for HIV testing in these clinics, they're usually passed. We usually get yes. the money to fund these. People are really in other, like the South oh. or other things like that. They're, you're not gonna find a clinic really yeah. close to you. And it's really unfortunate, but it's still really important that you seek out a clinic or a doctor or somebody that can get you tested. Um, cause even though condoms protect, they're the only protection, a condom can tear, even though you're being super safe, a condom can tear and like, yeah, it does. It, people who are being super safe and taking like control of their sex life, accidents like that happen yes. all the time. So a condom can tear, a condom can fall off. And what's really exciting are these advances that we have, um, called PEP and PrEP, um, and that's what we were going to talk about next. And this was actually Dee's hot yes. tip. So let's get into so. the prep and pep. And then we'll be closing it out with our pop culture and resources for HIV. Exactly. So these are pre and post exposure medications to HIV. So there's prep, which is pre exposure prophylaxis and PEP, which is post-exposure prophylaxis. So these sound awesome. They're awesome. Um, so like, so PrEP you would take before you would be exposed. If you, if you think you'd be exposed to mm -hmm. HIV, post is if you know you've been exposed, you know that, that you had, you had sex with someone with HIV and then they told you afterwards or the condom broke. Um, and you know they have HIV, um, you got pricked with a needle and you know they have HIV, you shared a needle with someone, you know, like these are like if you okay. know. So PrEP and PEP are not handed out like condoms. They're not given to you um, like candy. You can't just like go into a clinic and say, I think I have HIV, can I have some PEP? They do a full screening, they do a full assessment. Um, you have 72 hours after exposure to take PEP um, that's how long it can work. It's kind of the same window period as something like, uh, plan mm -hmm. B. So you have 72 hours to take PEP, um, before the effectiveness goes down, but they're not just going to give it to anybody. It. Um, they, they definitely give it to people who said they've had unprotected anal sex with, or vaginal sex with someone who's HIV positive. Um, and also people who are um, intravenous drug user users and come in and say they've shared needles with someone who is HIV positive. But again, they do a whole risk assessment. Got it. Um, they can't just hand these out because there's a limited supply. Everyone would just, you know, start being extremely risky because they have these options. So you have to remember they're not given out. They're really rarely given wow. out. Only for high, high risk, um, high risk activities. These drugs are extremely helpful. They work really well, but they're extremely toxic because they're trying to kill HIV. They're they're killing your cells 
as the HIV goes into your cells and, and takes over. So they're killing a lot of your cells. Um, they're really toxic. They're really harmful to the body. And that's another reason they can't, they can't give it, they can't give it out to everybody. Um, so that is prep and pep. And I'm so glad that D threw that in there. Cause it's really important to know that if you have been exposed to HIV, breathe, who saw and try and find a clinic in your area, um, that has a pep, um, that has pep, um, medication. Definitely. And I was going to say, I know you said it was toxic. Is it also a, um, an addictive, is there like an addictive strain? No, 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 it's not. No, there's nothing in it. That's going to be addictive. Like you're not going to be like, Oh, I need my pep. (laughs) Okay. You, I'm not really sure if it's just one pill or if it's like a, you know, a constant treatment. Um, but for, it's just an extremely harsh drug for your body. Yes. Um, extremely, I'm sure, I'm sure what it is. It kind of reminds me of birth control because plan B is a shit ton of birth control pills jammed into one. So from my understanding is PEP would be a shit ton of HIV medication for people that are living with HIV shoved into one or several pills. Um, You're taking high dosages of these HIV medications at once to try and rid your body of any potential infections. Um, So that's my understanding of how it works. Well, we have to say thank you, Miss D, for the hot, sexy tip. And Miss Nicole, thank you so much. I mean, especially today for being like our our go-to woman. I mean, I'm learning new things. I mean, I told you before the show, I said I was not sure about pep and prep. So now I have a better understanding and I'd love to learn more. I mean, you know a lot about sex. Think about it. You know, you're educated. You know a lot about sex. You know, the only reason I know so much because this is what I right. study. I've studied HIV. Um, you know a lot, but you're still oh, learning. Yeah. I study this, and I'm still learning. So think about the people that are listening that don't know anything. anything. And I hope that you take something away. I mean, I'm taking things away from this. Like. The more you know. <laughs> that's what we're here for on, on ECR, honey. We love to educate. And so now mm-hmm. let's, you know, we've hit a lot of hard-hitting um hard-hitting facts and topics so let's go to the light-heartedness um as you may all know i'm a pop culture junkie um that's what i studied in radio that's where you can totally exactly (laughs) i mean everyone who who knows miss sapphire i mean you know i'm always there for you guys when it comes to like celebrity dirty laundry or dirty laundry all the time so instead of doing dirty laundry today i wanted to go into two of my favorite things in the world which are movies and music um Mm -hmm. i myself am a pop culture blogger i do that at work now and i studied this you know and it always fascinated me on how just recently it Mm -hmm. is becoming more acceptable to see these issues on television and on the radio um first of all music there have been dozens of icons out there in the pop culture world in pop music rap music and r&b who have made several different anthems my favorites have to include madonna in this life um it was one of the earliest songs to be recorded about 
HIV and AIDS. And it was dedicated to one of her friends. And I believe it was her background dancer who was infected with HIV and AIDS. And it's a very hard hitting song. I just recently found out that the song was actually about that. So I'm actually looking at this list and I, I do know the songs. I had no idea these were about HIV. Waterfalls by TLC. Now, I didn't know as a kid what that music video was about. But if you look back at that music video, there's different scenarios. When I'm picturing okay, there's it. A, there's a part of the music video where they talk about a lonely man staring out at his mirror. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three words took him to his final resting place. And that was HIV and AIDS. He was a promiscuous man. He was finding his identity. And was infected. That wait, 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 wait. Let's let's have something yes. straight though. You don't have to be promiscuous. Right. You don't HIV. have to be promiscuous, people. You can have one partner. All it takes. And get yeah. HIV. Just like it just just like pregnancy, it only takes one. Only takes yes. one. I mean, you don't have to. You you don't. Yes. No. Promiscuity promiscuity has nothing to do with HIV. And this one was really surprising. I've been a big fan of Wu-Tang Clan. I'm also, I was a hip hop historian in college and there's a song by Wu-Tang called America is Dying Slowly. This is all about the AIDS epidemic amongst um, African-Americans. And this is very important to know that people of color, African-Americans, are one of the top um, African-American males, let, let me put that out there, are one of the most prominent races right now with HIV and AIDS, correct? Yes. Okay. We see a huge increase in African-American males, men men who have sex with yes. men, um, in rates of HIV and AIDS. And this song talks about what we in um, black culture, we called the silent killer. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was, or the package. This was a song at the time that wasn't getting a lot of airplay because of the fact that what, because of what it was about. And the fact that this is in the face of hip hop and hip hop music, unfortunately is a very well known up and even still to now, even though Frank Ocean came out, is still pretty much a homophobic, Uh, genre of music which and they're and and it's so surprising because you do see these big figures in hip-hop who have had HIV most prominent easy e exactly no one knew until after unfortunately he he became an advocate for it up until his death when he found out but it really people really did not know and still are finding out to this day that easy e was among one of our fallen heroes. He falls to the place mm-hmm. of Freddie Mercury from Queen, mm-hmm. who was one of the first Queen. famous faces to be infected and eventually pass away of HIV and AIDS. And yeah. um, another group, Salt and Pepper, they had their infamous song, Let's Talk About Sex, which was, of course was talking about safe sex among, you know, younger teens. That's such a good song. song. But did you know that they yeah. made a remix version and they called it Let's Talk About AIDS? So is it the same same song? song? Different lyrical content. And unfortunately, because of the fact that what it talked about, this song already didn't get a lot of radio play. But it did, right. You know, it taught you a lot. 
last but not least, my idol. My this song is I'm. I know she's your idol. I don't listen to her a lot, but I do have to say this song is in my top ten favorite yes. songs of all time. Ja Janet Jackson's "Together Again." This is off of my favorite album of all time, and it's from the Velvet Rope album. It is all. It, please, if you've never heard the Velvet Rope album, it is on one of the top five hundred albums before you die, because of the fact wow. that it talks about HIV and AIDS. It talks about promiscuity. It talks about gay lesbian bisexual and, and bisexuality it talks about rape it talks about um kink fetish and it also talks about um abuse spousal abuse this album is my go-to this song together again she dedicated it to all her fans all her friends that she lost in this ep in this epidemic Please, it is my mantra. I like, like I said, I, I love this song. Yeah. Is so I can't even tell you how good this song is. It's definitely a throwback. It definitely is. It definitely is. So I don't want to yeah. cut too much time, but it, it's definitely one of my um, anthems, and I absolutely love it. It was mm -hmm. actually one of my first song I ever sang on stage in the third grade. That was my favorite song. Yes, it's old. I mean, all these songs are old, so. Yes. And then movies. The infamous movie starring Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington was Philadelphia. I've never seen any of these. Never. Okay. N Nicole, that's your homework, sweetie. I have. I am so bad with movies. I've n And I've, I've heard of all of them, especially kids. Oh, God. I've heard that is fantastic. It's, it's, it's an underrated film. Let me just... Yeah. Okay, so Philadelphia is a film about um, um, a gay man who isn't has been infected, and he takes a high-profiled lawyer, and he tries to fight the system. And I believe it won an Oscar, okay? But it talks about the heavy-hitting dealings with um, HIV in the work field. And Denzel Washington okay. was actually homophobic in this film and he did not understand the whole epidemic of AIDS. This is just right when, this is like during the outbreak. It's based off of a true story and it's right around the AIDS epidemic. It was made in the 80s, I think mm -hmm. about five years after the AIDS epidemic. Still one of the most prominent films to go to when it comes to the AIDS epidemic. Um, of course, there's the musical Rent. Um, beautiful play i've seen it on stage i've seen it in the film in the movies um the writer the director and the composer of the film unfortunately lost his battle to um aids um not that long ago after the the play premiered in new york um it talks about you know being curious it talks about all about AIDS. Every single one of the cast members in the storyline were infected. So this is a very big gay icon in the gay community about seeing the face of the AIDS epidemic. I absolutely love the film. Um, Angels in America was a um, not a documentary, but a television-made movie by HBO. And it talks about the outbreak during the 80s in New York surrounding different characters. Angels in America is the name of the film beautiful 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 um there is some outrageous parts and if you guys like weeds mary louise parker is in it so 
She's so fabulous. Awesome. So that's definitely a great movie. Precious. I've never seen I don't want to ruin it, and unfortunately it is a spoiler. Um, A lot of people thought that this movie was just about, you know, an overweight teen dealing with an abusive mother. However, she, um, at the end of the movie, has to deal with the fact that her stepfather at the time raped her and was HIV positive. And now she's bringing a child in this world um, after being raped. Being HIV positive. Oh my god. Very heavy, heavy Heavy. Another Mm. movie is called The Cure. Um, It wasn't a commercial success, but it's definitely a film that I feel is very underrated, and it deals with children. Um, Brad Refino, you guys may have heard of him. He was in the movie Tom and Huck. Unfortunately, he um, died a couple years ago, committed suicide with heavy-hitting drugs. But um, And and Joseph Mazzello, he was in Jurassic Park and the epic... Uh, miniseries the pacific um he's in it and he plays joseph mazzello plays a child infected with hiv and unfortunately he he does pass away in the film but it's about the strong bond between two boys seeking to find a cure for hiv and aids and you know dealing with the struggles and the ups and downs last but not least it's the controversial, still this day, very highly controversial film, starring a lot of a lot of A-list stars. Yeah, isn't Zoe Saldana? Isn't Saldana? Um. Oh my God. Wait, wait, what is her name? Hold up. She was also in Rent. Yeah, it, I thought that was her. From um, this season's um, American Horror Story, she's in it. Um, hold on. Put it out there. Leo Fitzpatrick, he he was a heavy-hitting child star. He was in the big, big movie. I mean, big show, The Wire. Um, Chloe Savini, as I said. Who else is in it? Oh, she's so great. Zario Dawson. That's who it was. Yeah. But a lot of these people, this is just when they started out. What's highly controversial about it is because it talks about um, premarital sex and HIV and AIDS. Um, it's star. It's star. It's one of my favorite films. I I just recently saw it about four years ago, and I always wanted to watch it. And it's about this guy named Telly who only likes to fuck virgins because he feels like they're the purest. They have nothing. However, he's carrying a big secret. He is infected with HIV and AIDS. I heard the movie is crazy, and all the stars. It's like a shit show. Yeah, and all the stars um, were underage at the time. They weren't even old enough to see this film in theaters. Mm-hmm. And- That's what was so controversial. As they were talking about these hard-hitting topics. And these they were literally kids. Literally. Literally children. Um, and mm-hmm. it deals with everything between ecstasy intake, drinking, premarital sex, HIV and AIDS. And it's definitely a movie to watch with your children. And to educate them on the importance of knowing the dangers of sex. It, it's definitely... Of not knowing how to protect yourself. And speaking of, let's just wrap this up. Um, as I said, if you go to AIDS, there's just some resources that you can go to. Um, there's the PrEP demo project that you can go to. You can call the City Clinic at 415 487 
1-800-273-5537 for more information if you are in the Bay Area. Also, um, as Dee said, in San Francisco at the City Clinic, they provide treatment options for possible pre- or post-exposure to HIV. Also, you can go to AIDS.gov, not, yeah, AIDS.gov for all your information um, about how to get tested, what to do, how to deal with, and where your resources to go to. There are plenty of sites out there. Um, there are plenty of resources. There are plenty of groups for those, just like for those who are dealing with alcoholism, there are res uh, there are places to go to where you can go with a family member or, you know, go by yourself and learning how to cope with HIV and AIDS. They definitely have those resources out there. All it takes is just a click away. And nowadays with social media, it's like it's out there. There are plenty of resources out there for you. And so just get, I mean, my biggest thing, get tested. Get tested. And what's even better is now that we have gay pride every year, internationally and nationally, a lot of these places, uh, not a lot of these, every event that especially in the, um, gay and lesbian community and alliances whenever they're doing events there's always a screener truck there is always a mobile test site always mm -hmm. always so it doesn't matter if you're gay straight you know it doesn't matter who you love or you know what you're doing you need to take the time and get tested exactly that's that's all I, I that's all I can say. I mean, at the end of the day, educate yourself. I'm so glad that we did this episode, um, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad Nicole that you were here to take part in it. I mean, I missed you, girl. <laughs> I missed I missed doing this, and I love this episode. I'm so glad I was back for okay. it. And if we only have two more episodes left um, before the new year because it's Christmas, and you know. Girls got to take breaks, you know, but um, we have a great lineup. We are doing next week. Our next episode will be all that glitters and it's going to be the, all about the sexiness of sex and piercing. And then it is going to be super yes. sexy. And then last but not least, we're going to have our once again, our sex miss. So, yes, Sapphire will be re will be returning with a new Christmas anthem and um, we will be. Oh my god! Oh my god. We'll be doing a special um our Christmas sex list, um, our toy list of the year and, and more. So just keep a lookout, eroticcityradio.com. Coming up, support our peeps. Sex and Lex is coming right at you, along with podcast. Yes. Lube it up. And happy World AIDS Day. World AIDS Week. Okay. Just World AIDS Awareness. Happy Happy safe sack. Mm -hmm. We'll catch you next Sunday.